I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Ashlyn. Eh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I was, so you just started. Because I thought you were done. And then no. I saw this, like, head swirl. Radio. In this episode, we sat down with a special GRC celebrity. We're not going to tell you who it is yet, but his first name is Mr. and he's a nerd for government. We sat down with Mr. to hash out the importance of being educated on current political events. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, I'm Megan. I'm Ashlyn. And this is Mr. Sizemore. Oh my gosh! That's not someone we know. We do not know him. Celebrity. Stranger day. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I guess basically we're going to talk about the current political events happening in America. Mm -hmm. Well put, yes. We have some questions, so I guess we can just start. Okie dokie. First one is, why is it significant that people educate themselves on current events? Well, I mean, obviously the one of the biggest ones is being a good citizen, you know, the whole point of having a nation have some sort of shared civic values and culture, which if you're not informed, it's hard to be a part of that and be, you know, productive. You know, there's a, there's a concept of, you know, loyal opposition, that as long as you have tolerant behaviors and tolerant ideas, you can disagree, but you need to have some sort of of core values that everybody can agree upon. What is truth? What is fact? What is justice? And the better educating yourself, you know, the better you're going to be at it. You, know, you, you need a healthy body politic. And, and without that, you know, it'd be no different. Uh, if you want to build a boat, cool, but you, you might need to brush up on a few skills in Maybe, order to yeah. do that. You know, like this, Possibly. to be a good citizen, you know, you, it, it requires training. It requires perseverance yeah. and persistence. Well, like voting is one of the most important, like, rights that we have as citizens of America. So... What's the point if you're not going to educate yourself on what's happening? You don't even know what you're voting for. Well, you definitely don't want the shame of then not voting, though. So there is somewhat of a social stigma of not having that lovely little flag (laughs) lapel sticker. So if you don't have that. On election day, when everybody's walking around with their little stickers, they're Mm -hmm. just so happy. I'm envious. One day. I want a sticker. You'll get there. I mean, next election is up 2022. (laughs) I only want the sticker. We have to vote. Okay, so how do you suggest that people educate themselves, and where can they start? All right. So, uh, first off, I would, I would very much recommend that you need to treat educating yourself and staying up to date on current events as if it's a hobby. You know, different than piano or woodworking, building boats for whatever reason, whatever hobby you have. You know, it's a, it's a it's a labor of love. You take time out of your day to do it. There are usually scheduled moments in time. With the beginning of the day, end of the day, the weekend, like you enjoy it. If, if you have to drag yourself to the computer or to a magazine or to a local newspaper, then it obviously isn't a labor of love and you won't maintain it. You know, the hobbies are consistent. And so that's the first thing you need to do is to treat it as if this is a hobby, something that you truly want to enjoy. And when I was first started teaching, I was all consumed by, you know, not really sucking it up. And so... <laughs> That kind of dominated things. But as I got a little bit older, I got more into politics. And especially when I started teaching it, it became a labor of love. I was like, well, I could, you know, it's real school. And as I got older, uh, pardon the uh, previous uh, intercom interruption, 
you know, it became far more interesting because you could just phone it in and, and decide, like, oh, I'll just teach the basics. But the more you know, the better you can actually translate that to students. The more stories that you know, uh, the more fun facts and little things like that, you can make it interesting. It makes it interesting for you as well, especially if you have to repeat it numerous times throughout the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that uh, certainly you see a lot of uh, younger people getting more actively involved in, which I find, you know, at least in general, really inspiring. Because people in my generation weren't necess- not as many of them were actively involved, you know. It's just, are you also approaching things from a you know sane standpoint? Is another one. You know, are you letting your passions really dominate things? So, where would you start in order to become better educated? Uh, number one thing I would suggest is that uh, don't ever watch cable news, whether it is CNN, MSNBC, or Fox. Just don't watch your news, all right? It's it's not a good way of going about it. You know, so much of it is about ratings. It is about editorializing. It is about sensationalizing. And they, they want to keep you glued to the television. You could read more in an hour than you could absorb in news in a day if you watch cable news. Mm-hmm. And so stay away from that because all it does is just drive, you know, all these, you know, key buzzwords, you know, echo chambers and selective attention, your bubble. It just drives all that sort of thing. If you read your news, especially if you go to a website that has links that, that show you where your information is coming from. If you're reading a report that talks about the economy, do they have a link that links it to, say, the, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics? Or if you talk about tax policy, if it goes through the Congressional Budget Office, there are certain agencies and websites that you can trust. That, that way you know, like, this is legitimate fact. This is objective, pragmatic, scientific fact. They, they, they trust it. And so at least go in from there. And then also that way then you are armed with information that if someone disagrees, then you can say, oh, well, according to this. Uh, if they disagree with that, then you got to wonder, it's like, well, what do you trust if you don't trust these organizations? Yeah, it's like, well, if you disagree with that, then then what do we trust? Yeah. You know, that they kind of Not difficult everything thing. needs an opinion. That is very much true. Um, there are certain websites that I, I know that quite a few teachers read that are pretty straight down the middle, and, and you need to have a hodgepodge of both. All right? Ones that have journalistic integrity, that gets a, uh, a lot of mentions in the news, and just ones that you feel actually has real scholarship towards it. I'm a huge fan of NPR. they got some great podcasts as well. That's about as straight down the middle as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, Politico, the Associated Press, I would argue Politico leans a little bit left. But you also have magazines that like uh, the Wall Street Journal. It's a fantastic publication. You know, it's pretty heavy on economics because, you know, this is Wall Street's where stock market is. And traditionally, that has, you know, leaned right. Uh, the Economist, and this is another important one, uh, is actually published, it's published in, in Great Britain. You know, it's published in the UK. And it does a lot with American politics as well as world politics. So if you wanted one magazine that comes out weekly that will give you a nice snapshot of the entire world, it's fantastic. It's very much research and data-driven journalism. So you certainly are going to get facts there. Uh, And because it's considered center-right in the UK political sphere, it basically makes it pretty moderate here. So I would go with that. And if you're looking for something that... Uh, has always had a, a conservative tint to it. Uh, Forbes, also a good economic magazine as well. And I mean, no one would, it's, it's a standard conservative magazine, but at the same time, it, it's, it's very reputable. And so you can combine that of different perspectives, lean right, lean re- left, and then have a foreign publication. Mm-hmm. I would heavily encourage that. Uh, on Sunday, there are two shows that 
involve a lot of political analysis from a variety of uh, campaign managers, correspondents, journalists, scholars, uh, professors that come from a wide variety of the political spectrum, meet the press and face the nation. Uh, both of those come on Sunday, and so depending on if you have some time on Sunday morning, uh, I especially like uh, Face the Nation because they actually do have a moderator, and then they have people on both sides, usually, you know, lean left, lean right, and then staunchly liberal, staunchly conservative. What I really like about them is that you could not really name unless you religiously watch it, then you would start to see reappearances and familiar faces. But, but none of them are like Tucker Carlson or the Raging Cajun or anything like that. You could not spot them and pick them out of a lineup or who they are because they, they don't, you know, make their entire living off of trying to be this public eye, yeah. being this, you know, sensational personality. And they gather around the table and they have these very respectful but also vigorous debates about policy. And they're, they're not on the extremes. And the, here you have ideas being bounced around. You know, Meet the Press has like 70-something seasons. It has been around things since the 1950s. And it, it also goes into that. They have a lot of interviews. A lot of Congress people go on there as well to, to talk about their various types of viewpoints. I mean, if you really wanted to see Congress in action, watch C-SPAN. I mean, if, you, if you're really that gung-ho and watch the speeches on the floor by their actual politicians themselves in their entirety. So um, the other thing I would encourage you to do is have discussions, uh, especially if you want to take this knowledge and actually go out there and talk with other people that may disagree with you. Have discussions in person, never online, because it's so easy to just distance yourself, get angry, and then just, you know, blow everything off, mm-hmm. you know? So having discussions in person, you, you get to see the other side, and you get to see that, you know, that is a person just like you, and it humanizes things. It's so easy to demonize and to delegitimize opposing viewpoints, because your better nature will appear when someone's sitting in front of you, and you could reach out, and also they could reach out and slap you if they really wanted to. <laughs> You're going to resort back to all those lessons that your parents taught you about being respectful. Uh, discussions online, I mean, if you want to go down a rabbit hole and get angry, if the only thing you want to do is own people, then yeah. But don't call it debates. Debate's about winning. You know, it, what creates a better society is free discussion. Discussions based around facts. Yeah. At least core values we can all agree upon. If you can't have a face-to-face conversation, then you shouldn't be saying much of anything at all. I found that like reading online debates, it's always easier to be more hateful, and I'm like, this is not a debate. People just want to argue. Yep. It's entertaining fight. for them. Yep, anonymity and distance and produces. And a lot of the times, it's just like forcing other people to see like your beliefs. Like you're not yeah, supposed to no force real, them. You're like, supposed like, to explain to them goal. why you believe that way. Catch more flies with honey. I'm gonna pretend like I knew what that meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flies, uh-huh. honey, bees. Our third question is, how do you think the events at the Capitol will affect the nation going forward? Well, if you listen to uh, President Biden's inauguration address, I mean, he did call out that, you know, there is misinformation and disinformation campaigns that, you know, the the discord and the anger that people have towards one another, how you can't have conversations hardly at all. Uh, There's at least one good thing that some of us were joking about before the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. was like, well, we don't have to argue with our parents about (laughs) what went on. Uncle Billy's not going to get in my face this year, so at least we got that going. But he also highlighted that, you know, there is domestic terrorism, you know, and and this is something that has has been around in the country for a very long period of time. Uh, We didn't necessarily call it domestic terrorism, but, you know, mob rule, uh, uh, lynchings, 
legalized segregation, the Jim Crow South. I mean, these are all things that happened that was pretty terrible. I mean, if you have people living in fear and knowing that they're going to be assaulted for just trying to express constitutionally guaranteed rights, I mean, that's, that's domestic terrorism. And we've been dealing with that for a long time. Um, and and what, what really changed the focus was after September 11th, it became you know, radical Islamic uh, terrorism. That's, that was a big focus. It's like, oh, it's going to come from abroad. Yeah. Obviously, it is, you can have homegrown stuff. Let us not forget, you know, uh, Timothy McVeigh. So if you've not seen the videos of the Oklahoma City bombing, it wasn't a small bombing. It was very much so not. And standard white guy. So those are things moving forward so that I think we're, we're going to see a lot more of the Biden Justice Department really focus on. Because, you know, you have the right to assemble and you have the right to believe what you want to believe. But it's a, a phrase I try to say to as many people that will listen to me. I don't I don't mind you having opinions. I mind how you express them. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. a lot me. of good points. As I always do. Very informational. If you haven't taken this class, you should. Shameless plug. Go follow him. <laughs> follow his Facebook. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of Brent Sizemore's on Facebook. None of them are me. Maybe we'll see you again. More than Maybe. likely. Hopefully we can do this again because this is fun. Yeah, I, it's like a weekly occurrence. <laughs> yeah. Weekly updates with Sizemore. Uh, let's just get something like always going on. <laughs> like, go. It's like current events rundown. Carl That'd be nice. <gasps> CNN, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Student news. Okay, bye.